Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video games podcast, where we take you through the ups and downs of the wonderful world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. We are a grassroots and independent outfit, and if you want to support us, head over to patreon.com forward slash dimpdigital where you can earn yourself early access to this episode and future ones and join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket, please. This week, I'm joined by our resident ref. It's Logan. How's it going? Yep, good. Glad to be, uh, glad to be back again, featuring more regularly uh, in 2022. Probably... Because uh, I'm actually playing games this year and not rotting. It helps. It does help, but also, you know, you're never doing anything. So you're. I mean, I am the easiest go to (laughs) to organise by the sound of it. Everyone else is pricing themselves out of it. It's it's not just that, it's reliability. I don't think once you've. I mean, obviously, late 10 minutes or what's not, but I haven't Mm. been let down, I don't think. So that's the main thing also, just reliable Logan. Just know that if, if in a jam also, he can be installed. And Adkins runs out of steam, doesn't he? If he does too many weeks on the bounce, he starts getting a bit tired. And, you know, he's been going down the pub for all the Liverpool games. So he's he's running on empty at the moment. He needs a rest. Um, but there we go. A little bit of housekeeping before we get into the start of this episode. First of all, mm-hmm. thanks to everyone who actually watched or listened to the announcement video on the Idle Game Chat YouTube channel. Basically, it said, don't be coming here anymore because there's 30-odd subscribers. The viewership's in the toilet. There's no point me uploading it to two places. Just go to youtube.com forward slash digital. I saw the analytics, and yeah, there were people There were people moving over and subscribing. They actually watched it and listened. Unbelievable. That never happens. Um, I wish you hadn't unsubscribed to Idle Game Chat because that now has dwindled even further. That already <laughs> low sub rate of about thirty, so that now looks worse than it ever has. But you know, we're, we're leaving that behind. Um, and unbelievably, the episode one hundred, which we did last year, last week, sorry, it on the Idle Game Chat channel was outpacing the main channel for the first time ever. So why has that <laughs> happened on the last one? What's YouTube doing? These I algorithms. Don't understand it. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't understand it. I mean, it makes sense to pull it all together, right? Pull mm. your resources and whatnot, and uh, don't, don't have to duplicate yourself and do all the admin. But yeah, I don't. Why upload a video saying we're moving it all over here, and everyone goes, all right, I'll stay and listen here then. It's like, uh, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Maybe it's just the. YouTube just put it into a cycle that it normally doesn't, but it doesn't matter. You know, the mm. youtube.com forward slash dimp digital is the place to go to get every episode that has ever been and any future ones. There's no point uploading it to two places. That was a failed experiment. Um, but there's a nice little cap there, little hundred episodes on that separate channel, and then that could just sort of be sent out into the dust. And uh, this is now episode 101. Some people are saying, the new era of idle game chat and they're already concerned because Logan's sitting here and they're like, well, what does that mean? 
It's not really. It is. It's not. It is a concern. It, it's, it's no concern, but you know there is no new era here. But we are changing things for the reviews or the impressions, in particular scoring. So this is something that has caused many sleepless nights. Wondered where we were going to get to this. Yes. We've, the irony is, is that we've already done the recordings mm. and we've been through the pain of it. We have. <laughs> and that's what's prompted some not insignificant amount of conversation between you and me. Yes. Just trying to really just overanalyzing and trying to overdo it. But essentially the, the, the numerical scores that were given are dead. Never, I've never liked all that shit. I just did it for the others because they were like, oh, eight out of It annoys me, these numbers. So that's in the bin. Instead, we're just going to honour the games using the tried and tested platinum, gold, silver and bronze. And obviously if the game's not up to snuff, then it might not earn any of those honours. That can, it can just be frozen out, essentially. And uh, long-time fans will know this is the very first system we used all the way back in 2014. So it sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds like the best ideas are sometimes the first, and you try and chase your tail for new and interesting <laughs> ways and realise that it was there all along. So that's that's a frustration. Um, and yeah, if the, if the game is honoured now with one of those platinum, gold, silver, or, or bronze sort of classifications, we will open the doors of the Dimp Digital Gaming Gallery, and that game will reside in there. But it will reside in the individual's personal wing. So if you think of this gallery, you come in, it's nice reception, champagne for anyone that's coming in. You get that for free, so that's complimentary. Only, only for the Patreon or True. Twitch subscribers. True, yeah. you can't get Otherwise, anywhere unless you're one of those. So tap water. Tap water at best. In fact, I don't even know if we'll let them in because overcrowded and all that. I don't, don't like people messing up all the, all the niceness. It should be an elite club, really. And it is, and that's what we're going to do. Mm. Officially now, the doors are closed to the public. It's for <laughs> Twitch, Twitch subscribers and patrons only. Um, but imagine you walk in there, you get your bottle, of, you get your glass of champagne or bubbly or beer, whatever you want, in fact, you've got everything. And then you can walk around the gallery and each of the team members has their own individual wing. So Logan will have his own area there and you can go to his wing and he'll on display will have all the games that he's played and, and reviewed for us and they'll be classified with the platinum, gold, silver or bronze and those that don't make it don't go in the gallery for that person's wing. So we fucked about other system almost on an annual basis since inception but I really do think this is it and I said this last time but this has to be our final form. I'm not saying that we won't tweak or evolve you know, slightly, or maybe we'll think of a better way to present it, but the fundamentals are here to stay, I think. And uh, you'll hear... Eight years later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> pathetically, what a waste of time for everyone. I mean, you, like Logan mentioned earlier, we've recorded a lot of reviews and impressions um, kind of prior to this episode and, and been holding them, not holding them back, but they haven't been coming to circulation until now, until we could formally sort of say, look, the mm. numerical stuff's gone. And you'll hear us over the coming weeks grappling with this concept as we're bumbling our way through, trying to describe it at the end when we're, we're kind of doing our final thoughts. So that's going to be entertaining for you guys to pick out the ones that were clearly done without much fault. And then perhaps the later ones you'll go, oh, they, they finally sussed out what they're supposed to be doing here. So maybe, maybe we'll get to that. Um, I like the idea that you think that we actually got to a point in any of those where there was a semblance of an idea of what we're doing. No. Maybe some of the late, later ones, but mm. largely, um, I actually think originally, didn't in the first one we did, we kind of got it right. And then I started messing around with it. Then we yeah. reflected on it. 
went through all the terminology, yep. um, consulted the experts, and then pretty much come back to where we started again. Yeah. Once that. again, you know, we had it right to begin with, Some, messed around with it. Sometimes you just got to flash out mm. all the ideas to find out what really is bad and what, what's acceptable. Because nothing's good yep. at all this, is it? It's just, you're just finding something that's acceptable and can be, can be done consistently. That's all people are after. So that's that. Uh, quick note, Ray Liotta has died, which, you know, rest in peace. One of my favourite actors... Um, not really a high profile one in comparison to some people's like favourite actors but he was I absolutely mm. loved him and the reason why it's important for Idle Game Chat and the, the world of gaming is he he voiced Tommy Vassetti in GTA Vice City uh, well that is news to me yeah so a lot of people yeah. well I think a lot of people did know that You're, you may be in the minority there but oh, yeah probably am yeah um, yeah rest in peace Ray one of my favourites and uh, obviously had a, some links to, to the gaming world as well. And last thing, bank holiday next week for us, sort of some weird platinum jubilee and spring bank holiday. So we're off Thursday, Friday. Um, and there won't be a podcast in the usual form for that because feet up will be installed. So <laughs> Annoyingly, Sony are doing a state of play Thursday night. So that would have been quite a good thing just to good do. Good time. For, yeah, but mm. you know, that... That's the system that's been employed again. Consistency. If we're having a bank holiday, we ain't going to be doing it because if we're recording Beat these, up. we're recording these on Fridays. Patrons get them Saturday, Sunday. If we if we do that, and then Mondays for the public. And our bank holidays are almost exclusively Friday or a Monday. Other than when that old Christmas rolls around, it's just any old two days clashed <laughs> together. And actually, the New Year's Day one is, isn't it? That'll just be. That carries forward, yeah. yeah. Usually, so I think it usually falls on a weekend, and then you usually get that Monday. Mm. But it's weird; it depends all how it all falls and and whatnot. Anyway, won't be here next week. Mm. Uh, I might try and do a reactions live stream though. So twitch.tv slash dimpdigital. That's all the toot out of the way with. Got to kick things yeah. off with the best way to kick off any podcast, and that is delay news. Yeah. Kerbal Space Program, now due early 2023 on PC and consoles later on. So that's uh, one of Hall's Grand Prix picks that he's going to have to sub out. A little bit of delay news there. Right. PlayStation Plus revamp. So we've got yep. some more information on this since we last spoke. And I mean we, I mean the Royal we here at Idle Game yep. Chat. Uh, the games, or some of the games list has been released. Uh, pricing was already released. And there's some other information coming out. But I thought it'd be interesting to get Logan's perspective because he wasn't really following it closely. Member of Game Pass has a PlayStation 5. And yep. I sent him over the big blog that Sony done with about 18 different links for him to <laughs> cut off and read. Get your teeth into that, yeah. And yeah, I wanted to just gather your opinions on that. I will say that there are some hot topic items coming out of this in terms of issues that people have had around upgrading if you have already stacked 10 years like there's a screenshot going around of someone who had stacked playstation plus essential what it's called now for 10 years wanted to go to premium and say so he went yep you've got to do it for the full 10 years though that's 10 grand and he's like well that's that's not possible but that's you know this is this is rolling out in in central asia at the moment and there's no doubt teething problems so i'm not going to address those specifically here until they manifest themselves on our shores, which will be later on in June. But Logan, you've had a read through. You've got three tiers. Mm. You've got the Essential, Extra and Premium. Some awful naming conventions there, but we'll, we'll get over it. What's your, what's your thoughts on this? Because you're in that position where you've got both. 
So for you, yeah. it's, it's a direct competitor towards any other subscription you've got, aka Game Pass. But mm. your personal view, you've had a look at the games, you've seen the prices. What's your yeah. thoughts? You can't say it's a bad thing. Hmm. Um, because ultimately, if you just want to continue doing what you've been doing with what now becomes uh, PlayStation Essential, PlayStation Plus Essential, yeah. I think they've called it. Like It just stays as is. You still get games every month and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so for the extra bit, you can pretty much move to uh, the extra or the premium <clears throat> um, and take some championships with extra games. I mean, when we look through the games list, what they've got is to kick it all off with is it's a back catalogue. Mm. Right? And that's not unexpected because Game Pass is a back catalogue. But I don't know if it's because it feels like PlayStation have been... I don't know. I feel like everyone that's got a PlayStation would have played the majority of those games. Yeah. That, that are exclusive. So I think that they... I just think they would have done. They've either already got them, downloaded and played them anyway. Yeah. Um, they've got some pretty good third-party titles on there. Like I think you said, there's Assassin's Creed and whatnot yeah. on there. Um, so it looks all right. I mean, it can only be a good thing. It, I think you mentioned they're not putting day ones on there. No. Which... Mm, do I think that's a mistake or not? I wouldn't say a mistake, but I think that would be even better if they were. Yeah. I think if they committed to a portion of those day ones on there, you'd be more interested by it. I mean, if you look at you, for example, if you went through that list and went, right, what we got on there then, you'd probably go, I've pretty much ticked all that off. Well, it's funny you should say that because there actually are a couple of things on there. So Demons, as we, when we was off air, we was talking about the awful name that Demons Souls is. It's a really <laughs> awkward way of doing it. So I haven't, I haven't played that. Would would be interested in giving yeah. it a go. And again, that's handy because with this service, I, you know, not that I typically start things and don't finish them, but you know, mm. I, I, rather than having to go off and buy it, I could just go, oh, I'll download it and, and play it. So Demon's Souls mm. is one of them. I haven't got Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, which comes with the expansion. So that, yeah. that's bunged on there, so I could play that with no additional cost other than, you know, the upgrade fee or whatever. Although I've been grandfathered in, so I'm on this anyway, um, yeah. through no choice of my own, which is handy. Um, Gravity Rush and Gravity Rush 2, they're, they're, they're two that I'd, I'd missed also. I think there was oh and Returnal from last year. That's a big one. That's one I wanted to play. Did you not play Returnal? No, because it was um, it looked really hard for one, and mm. it came out at a time when other games were there. I oh. felt like it was a bit pricey, at seventy quid personally. Mm. And I know that Sony's doing that with all their games, but that one in particular just felt. And it's no disrespect to Housemark, but it just for me the value wasn't there for something that's going to be rock hard. So that's. Mm. You know, five odd games there. It's not, it's not including other stuff from the third parties that I potentially haven't played or, or might yeah. not do. So really, there is a few games on there for me. But I think you're right to point out that most, you know, the, the majority, well, maybe not the majority of the library, but the stuff that people might be looking at playing, if you were PlayStation only and playing things day one, this doesn't really speak to you on the, on the extra tier. Um, but for those that are coming in off, you know, fresh, haven't been gaming or, you know, perhaps they were have X- Xbox last year, the poor souls, and then moved over this mm. year. They've got a back catalogue of great games to go back to, whether it's God of War and the Spider-Man yeah. games or whatever. But yeah, I mean, look, I'd put it in the same way that I'd said it about Game Pass, right? You pay 
think top top tier is like 135 pound a year for this. If you buy two AAA games or even say three, yeah. you've paid it off for the year. Like what you would have paid when you bought these games new. I mean, it's still. It feels to me like this is the way to go. Like, at least from a gaming perspective, I've said it about Xbox, like the value you get from it, mm. the fact that they change it up, new games are being swapped in and out with some regularity. Um, I think it's a good thing. I think the one of the best things that I like about Game Pass, that I'll be interested to see whether PlayStation do a bit more as well, is the indie titles. The ones yeah. that you would think, I ain't touching that because it's probably going to be shit and I ain't paying 12 quid for it, yeah. 15 quid or whatever. You go, I'll try it. Yeah. Uh, use unpacking as an example, yeah. right? You probably wouldn't have played that if it wasn't nope. on Game Pass. Um, and there's several others that I've played, like Pekaniku, Donut County, and all these little palate cleansers, as we've classed them that I otherwise wouldn't have played, that I did quite enjoy. Mm. Um, so it looks like PlayStation have gone for the big hitters, or at least you know some big hitters for the past few years in terms of third parties and PlayStation titles to entice people on there. And I'm sure over a period of time it will uh, will expand. Yeah. But I mean, you have to you have to say like if you the the list's pretty good. Yeah. Like, it, it is like in terms of if you took all those titles in isolation, you'd say that. That's a pretty good list. I think that just the, the one slight criticism would be is that most people have probably... I mean, there's a lot of PS4 titles on there. Mm. The majority of people that have got a PlayStation would have played those. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's it, it can only be a good thing, these subscription services, in my opinion, mm. um, as long as you use them enough. Clearly, if you yeah. just subscribe to it and never download anything you ain't going to be getting the value from it which is usually me um, these things but there you go <laughs> well Teach it's even one of, like i'm looking at that and i'm thinking even for me i'm thinking oh, okay the lost legacy that i never got around to playing yeah um yep. i'd like to play that um miles morales i haven't played that yeah i'd like to play that um god of war which i'm playing for at the minute obviously uh, Demon Souls, we know you like really hard games. Oh, I just ain't got the time for that stress. <laughs> I have toyed with the idea of starting Arkham Knight, but that's right on the back burner. Oh, yeah. Well, um, yes, yeah, there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, there's some good games. I haven't never played South Park Fracture But Hole. That's been on Game Pass a few times as well. Yep. Um, but I mean, the, the bottom line is, is there's a there's a good selection of titles there. I don't think anyone could be too disappointed around as long as you play a, a number of those. You're getting good value for the year, aren't you? And that's just to kick it off. Yeah, I mean that's the that's my main thing really at the moment is that I think it's fair to give it time to breathe. I mean this is by no means a disgraceful lineup. It's it's decent, no. like we said, pound for pound. The games on there, there's some really really good games on there. And if you haven't played them, you are you are quids in. But I mean, I'm more, I'm more interested to see how much effort Sony put into refreshing it and yeah. how they market that as well because. All I see every two weeks on Twitter is oh, or on the on the news beats on the news cycle is oh, what games are coming to Game Pass this month? Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. And, you, yeah. and you just all you see and you're like, cool, look at all this. Wonder if Sony mm. are going to try and get in on that and and start yeah. to market newer games there. Now you have to balance that with the announcements being exciting. You know, mm. no good saying well we've got GTA, the definitive collection, which is an absolute 
pile of pig shit that's coming because that's mm. not going to get anyone excited. But you know, that's that'll be interesting to see how much they put into marketing these extra tiers or or, mm. or the premium tier, and then also over time as it you know inevitably it'll only get better. You know, they'll they'll add more games yeah. to it. Um, mm. I, they, the only thing that's annoying me is they haven't. And someone, please correct me if I'm wrong, because it's driving me crazy. They've not said whether their first party stuff will stay on there indefinitely. I think a lot of people are assuming mm. it will, but if it doesn't, that does pose a, a negative for me because I don't like, I don't like the idea of starting something and it disappearing suddenly. Now that mm. we know that Game Pass don't do that for first party stuff, that's there for for good. I'd just be interested in getting that clarified. I might, maybe they have said it and I haven't seen it because there's a lot of crap they've chucked out the last 10 days on this. So it's been a lot of information just pumped in. But, yeah. You'd expect not. I mean, they've they've obviously chucked a load of the um, the, the the PS4. I can't remember what they call it, whether they call it the collection or whatever. Yeah. Like God of War and whatnot. They've chucked that there and kind of left it there. You'd expect them to for at least a, a good period of time. Yeah, um, you know, you're saying definitely, but obviously there'll be a time when it's old too, and they go get that down. Um, <laughs> but you'd you'd kind of expect the the ones from PlayStation Studios to be on there for a significant amount of time. Well, yeah, they're in, um, they're in full control of that. It's not like yeah, you know, we know with the third party stuff they'll say right, we'll put it on there for six months a year, we'll pay this amount, and that and that's how they'll they'll make the agreement. Yeah. These first party stuff, there's no agreement to be made. They just say. Yeah. It stops selling. Let's try and add value to the. That's the way I would yeah. do it. It stops yeah. selling. Let's put it on one of these 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 tiers. Um, I mean, they've got they've got they've got the whole thing, the whole model there for them. Yeah. In terms of Xbox goes, this is what all the stuff. This is what's rolling off, and this is what's coming on. And you can all you can see it. They market it, and um, they get a good selection on there every time. So hopefully, PlayStation, you know, takes pretty pretty much copies what Xbox do and. Because, you, you know, can't go wrong with it, I don't think. No. Any interest in the Classics Games catalogue, which is on the top tier, the premium tier? Um, it's confirmed that trophy support is available. It's down to the developer to do it. <clears throat> so I imagine their first party stuff, they will do it. But that is lacking, if I'm honest. I, I, not that I would... There's only a few games. Yeah, there's not, there's not very many on there. Um, Siphon Filter was the one they kind of announced the trophy support with, which is awesome. Like to see trophies going on an original PlayStation game is pretty cool. Like right? nineteen ninety four, some of those games. They'll be so out. fucking hard though. Oh, yeah, of course they will, because they weren't any good. That's what people lie to themselves and say. Oh, they played like Liquid, and no, they didn't. They didn't. It wasn't even that; just the difficulty level of them ah, on older games was outrageous. What I don't understand what they've done here is we had that PlayStation Mini a few years ago. Do you remember yeah. that little... Yeah. Half the games on that aren't on here. What are they doing? I, I mean... I thought they'd have that as the minimum. <laughs> They've already obviously had conversations. Or you say, well, look, we're going to do this other service now. Can we pay you a few extra thousand quid to keep Metal Gear Solid on here? Like, it's not hard. And they've gone, ah, pull the plug on that and we'll start from scratch again. It's like, good Lord. Bioshock Remastered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 stuff. Borderlands Handsome Collection. Ugh, don't even. Talk Lego Harry Potter Borderlands. Collection. Hello. <laughs> I mean, it. The, the simple fact is, there's potential there for it. I mean, there's yeah. a huge back catalogue. I think it's just making. 
when you look at Game Pass, it's it's pretty big. Like the catalog yeah. available at any one time is a pretty good catalog of of all the possible games you can play. They just need to make sure it mimics that because it'll be easy if they don't. If they do less and undercut, yeah, Xbox or Microsoft, um, and arguably, well, it's definitely more money. Mm. It, mm, it it could be a a bit of bad publicity, but I would still go on the base, even if it's more expensive. Um, it's still good value. Yeah, if you're a, if you're in the PlayStation world and that's all you've got, this is something worth looking at and seeing if there's a handful yeah. of games on there that you were planning to play. Yeah. Um, we get caught up in comparing it back and forth, but most people will only have one of the consoles. So if you've if, that's if, true. If PlayStation's yeah. your your console of choice this generation, it's mm. great to see them trying to do something that. Xbox has had for a while, and that you can you could save a lot of money. Like if if you know if like you said free free AAA games, or you know even five six older ones, and you you've mm. probably made up your money. So it's good for something like this to to be coming on the pipe for for PlayStation users. The key question for you is, and this is good. I'm glad I've got an answer to this because I've been grandfathered in. Thanks, Jim. Mm. Are you gonna sniff at? Because I'm assuming you've got Essential. I don't know. Yep. You've got that, so you get your two games, you get your cloud saves, yeah. and you get your yeah. your online. I can't believe we're still paying for that, but that's where we are. Yep, we are. Um, yeah, unless it's a free game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Believably. Uh, so, uh, any interest in plus? Oh, sorry, extra or essential? Uh, fuck me! See, I've done it. Extra or premium? <laughs> These names, Jim. I'm going to ring him. Um, not really. Hmm. Um, big up and crapped on it well I think I've always been and I've always been quite clear that I'm an Xbox Microsoft primary gamer Um, and the Playstation is there to fill the gaps and that's where it sits it fills the gaps and I don't think I don't know I might have a change of heart on it Mm. I might have a change of heart but I don't think, at least now, I wouldn't be sort of jumping up to to do it. I mean, a lot of the um, third-party titles, clearly I can play on Xbox anyway. Um, yeah, don't fancy restarting Valhalla and playing that on PlayStation to get the trophies? Don't. (laughs) The thought of even doing that. I did think, I was thinking, oh, maybe if I didn't have Valhalla, I'd consider that. But it doesn't say whether that includes the DLCs. Is that just? I presume that'd be just the base game. Yeah, almost certainly. Um, almost certainly. I mean, there's still hundred and saying hours there, really. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, true. That's the reality of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the fact is, I, I would be tempted for things like the Lost Legacy and the ones that I've sort of said before. Yeah. If I lose access to God of War, then clearly I'd want it because I want to complete that. Yeah. Um, but most of those titles aren't really my bag. I think, you know, like Death Stranding, Days Gone, Bloodborne, Demon's Souls, yeah. like Ghosts of Tsushima, like you name it, it's pretty much not really my sort of bag, um, which is why I haven't bought them already. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's not because of the price before. I couldn't borrow them off someone else. It's just, it's just not my thing. Um, but as time goes on and as it evolves, especially if some of those sort of classic PS games come on there, I'd probably start sniffing a bit more. I think yeah. replaying some of them would be interesting. Yep. So one last question. Just, it's interesting yep. you mentioned about 
you would have bought stuff already. If they are releasing something that you do like the look of mm. in the future, will mm. you now go out and buy it or think, if I wait yeah. a year, it'll come here and then I'll bung it on for a month at 15 mm. quid and then walk away? Like, Is that now a tactic that you'll, you'll deploy or will you be like, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it and then I'll just have access to it whenever I want? Be interesting to see how quickly those titles go on here. Yeah. I think that's the key. If they, like, I don't know, if they wait a year to put titles on here, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the traje- trajectory is like for games and how quickly they peter off before <clears throat> they think, mm, it's quite quick, make I some think. more. It's like the first like couple of months and then it's it simmers off. Unless it's something like Elden Ring, which just keeps on selling. Like You get, mm. the, you get these odd ones, but... Yeah, the the like Returnal is only just a year old, and yeah. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is not on here, is not quite a year old. Mm. I think they're going to do it case by case. I really, do. I think they'll, they'll be look at them sales and say, "Well, that's petered off. <coughs> Chuck it on here." Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're looking at about a year, maybe a little bit longer. I think. Mm. I mean, again, it really does depend where it is. Mm. Um, if it's an outstanding game that I can only get on the PlayStation and that I really want want to play day one. I will quite happily go and pay the money and get yeah. it day one. Yeah. Um, but that being said, if there's things that I miss day one and forget about them and then see them cropping up on here, that's exactly the point. I can just switch it on and go, yep, yeah, I'll have that for a month. Yeah. Obviously, if they sort out this bloody upgrade job, otherwise I've got to upgrade for the length of my existing subscription, in which case it'll go probably nil. Yeah. Um, but providing they fix that and I can upgrade it for a month, then yeah, I'd 100% um, do that. That's probably the tactic to employ, really, yeah. if you're not that fast. Yeah, that's, all, that's the same with Game Pass. If you're not using it, you just knock it on the head. But, I mean, I haven't put Netflix on for months, and that's still chipping away at the bank account every every month. It's the, it's, it's the thing with subscriptions, yeah. that you just leave them, because you can't be asked to cancel it, and then you definitely can't be asked when you want to watch something to even set it up again. And yeah. in the end, they win, because they just know you're going to sit there and pay for it, even if you're not. Even if you're not using it, yeah. I mean, I was I was faffing around with my subscriptions on the Xbox the other day, and when you buy a Game Pass on its own now, you don't get Xbox Gold. So you'd think it start Xbox Live Gold, Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate, like mm. this does. It goes three tiers, yeah. but it doesn't. Oh. So you either do Gold and Game Pass, mm. Mm. just Gold. You can do, but basically, you need that Ultimate to have the lot. Yes, which is the eleven pound a month jobby. Yeah. Um, so they've done that. That's interesting, which is slightly different to our PlayStation doing it. It's like you always will have PlayStation Plus. You're just bolting stuff on. Mm. Whereas with the Xbox One, you don't just bolt on Game Pass to Gold. If you just buy Game Pass subscription and your Gold expires, it's like bad luck. You don't get your games. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not tiered downwards, is it? It's a separate. Nah. Yeah. It's interesting that. Yeah. That is. Um, that can catch people out. Been, I think they were quite good though when they were doing like say if you were on gold and you were trying to upgrade to Game Pass, essentially they would discount your Game Pass by how much you'd paid for your gold, which I think oh, the, that's, they, yeah, they've been really good about. They offered like one pound. Yeah, I know. Yeah, great. <laughs> like, like they they were almost literally giving it away at one point. They, they have tightened um, up on all that silliness, but yeah, there was a yeah. time when I took <clears> full advantage of it, and that's why I've got it for <clears> like three years when I've paid like <clears> fifteen pound. For, the, for yeah, three years, I was like, "Well, sorry." If you're going to give it to me, I'll take it. Um, 
but yeah, it's. It, I think it'd be interesting to see. I mean, one thing I have noticed as well is I always used to wait until there was a deal on live or something to get cheap. Yeah, they've all tightened up on that, yeah. and I think that that's coming to an end. Um, so there'll be none of these days where you can sort of jump on and get a PlayStation premium subscription for eighty pound a year or something. No. It just ain't going to happen. No. You just got to accept now that you're going to pay full price for it, and then the decision is. Am I going to get the value for it? Well, that's but, why yeah, those people I've... rush to stack PlayStation Now because they said, yeah. "Oh, we're going to anyone that's on PlayStation Now gets premiums." So that's the top one, and yeah. that was still available for fifty quid on on Sony's own store. They they left it by accident, I think, mm. because they'd pulled it off all the retailers. You couldn't get it off any third party key services in January, so they were preparing for this. And then, lo and behold, once they announced what was happening, someone found a link on the direct PlayStation site, and people jumped on and were stacking like ten years at like half, more than half the price. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, that's always a risk as a consumer because you don't know. You know, Sony might get bored of this in two years and think, "Well, I'm just going to leave it." Like, they might, they might just put some absolute dross on there. You really don't know, so it is a risk doing yeah. that. But you know, people, and I did the same. I, I bumped a couple of extra years. I was like. It's all going to get yeah, eaten yeah. up by that inflation, so I might as well get rid of it now whilst this is fucking cheap. And then we'll see whether Jim makes it worthwhile. Very valid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Uh, last little bit of news. New release date has been... Well, I'll say release date. We've been stung so many times believing these things, but a provisional release date has been announced for Lord of the Rings Gollum. This is in Biff's Grand Prix team, unbelievably. 1st of September for PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox, Xbox Series X and S. A Nintendo Switch launch will follow up later this year. That that, oh will, that, that will not make the year. That'll be 2023. That's getting put on the back burner in it. So it's a concern when games say they're doing it for the Switch because I think yep. it, it evidently ain't that resource intensive then, which then makes me think, well, yeah. is it going to be any good for that uh, PlayStation Five? It's, not, it's always a concern. So this it's it a Lord of the Rings game, Logan, set mm. set around Gollum, old Schmeagol. That was a poor. I can do a better impression than that, but yeah, that's my throat, so I won't. And it's really loud. Mm. Um. I thought, oh, this might be up Logan's street, and then I realised it's a stealth game. Yeah, I mean, he ain't got much about him, has he? No. I mean, the whole the whole three films he spends sneaking behind enemy lines, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably not, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just, I, a, I don't think it's going to be that good, and B, out of all the characters... Out of all the characters in that whole story, we're going to use Gollum as the yep. as the key one. I'm not sure. I'm not sold by it. I I, I remember. I think last year I put it in the draft like randomly because mm. I was like, I'm running out of space here. But it's I, I don't I don't have high hopes for it. I mean, I love Lord of the Rings, but um, I think I, I I got my taste out of the Lord of the Rings games early on. When yeah. uh, they release the initial <clears throat> ones, and uh, I still feel like anything I play is going to taint the memory of them. Yeah, it will. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely will. Yeah, I'm not overly hyped for this one. I'm surprised it's still coming out because it just went dark for so long. But you know, yeah. it you know, mm. pops out and release dates are not really not not to be set in stone ever again. So <laughs> we'll just keep an eye on that one. If it gets delayed, Biff will have to scramble. Although you better hope they. 
They don't try and push it to December because when that happens, it ain't coming till January and then he's going to blow his Grand Prix team. So, I mean, what's he doing in there? Well, he shouldn't be in there to start off with, is my opinion. Well, he, he took the approach of getting 10 games, whereas you took the approach of getting eight games and then just transferring stuff in. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing. option. <laughs> it's a brave marshal, some would say. Anyway, got some uh, gaming impressions to transfer over to, or transition over yep. to, I should say. A nice review of Elden Ring coming, courtesy of Pac-Man himself, Mr. Adcock. It's a long one. It's, over, it's about an hour and 20 minutes long, so this is going to be a nice, beefy episode to kind of, well, as I said, it's not a new era, but to kick off 101, uh, me and Adcock sat down. He played through, I think he spent 110 or 20 hours of that game, so he battled his way through, got to the end, got to the credits, and uh, he's going to share his his thoughts on it. I'm pleased to say I managed to keep him on a leash in terms of spoilers. It's a spoiler-free chat, so those that haven't got to it or don't want to, to know about specifics, he's done a very good job of you know being articulate and talking about it in, in enough detail without giving away specifics, so there you go. That's a nice, meaty transition to our game review for this particular week nothing more for us to say here other than we will see you on the other side here we are then Elden Ring game report courtesy of Pac-Man Adcock himself Tom Adcock how's it going I'm good mate nice sunny day in Great Wakering yeah been out in the garden in Burnt and now uh up for the big review. Yeah, so obviously you've been the guy that sort of spearheaded the dimp coverage for, for Elden Ring, kicked it off all those weeks ago when we got your impressions after six hours. We haven't even we haven't really even spoke about it offline. We've kind of kept it at an arm's length. I've sort of been checking in with you saying like, how's it going, what you've been doing, how many hours, etc. And you've been like, Yeah, getting on getting on fine, this many hours, think I'm getting towards the end, etc. But in terms of overall impressions I have an idea of where I think you're going to go with it, but to be honest, until we 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 get to the nitty gritty, I I don't have a, a clue. So we're in a good space, I believe. Um, let's kick things off then. This is going to be quite an in-depth, we hope, report. So we're going to go through various stages of the different sort of categories that we cover, and at the end, um, you will give sort of your final impressions, and whatnot. But for like cards on the table, give the guys some perspective. They may have missed earlier podcasts and you know won't understand what you're all about but first of all particularly on this this title on Elden Ring what did you play this on this was a was this a you haven't got a PC so it's either going to be Xbox Series S or, or a PS5 now I can guess it's going to be the PS5 isn't it yeah no brainer yeah it's PS5 uh bought the disc got me a uh, disc version of the PS5 because of my motto to uh or whatever it is to to buy a game play it on physically and then sell it as soon as it's done so they're not sitting on my shelf collecting dust for the next 10 years. Interesting. We'll get to that specific question a bit later on because I, I do want to talk to you about collections and whatnot and whether this has a chance of, of superseding any selling rules. But I, I, from what I understand is the game, say, the game saves give you an idea of how many hours you've played. Am I correct in saying that? So do you know eventually when you got to the end and we're like, right, I've, I've hit the credits or whatever, I've, I've finished the task, I've got the ring, whatever I'm supposed to be doing, that you you know how many hours you spent into this game entirely. So do you, do you have an idea of what that was? 
Yeah, well, I do. Um, so, yeah, not when you save, when you load up, but as you exit out the game proper, mm. um, so you're not just leaving it on um, like a hold or whatever you call it, yeah, it will show you your runtime. So I think I clocked out, as I said, I don't know exactly, but I think it's about 124 or 5 hours. Yep. Now, to be fair, I was playing some of it during work hours, so there was probably... <laughs> I know you can probably knock off ten hours, you know, the gaming idle, me not right. doing anything, kind of. Just you can't pause there. it, can so, you? There's there's there's, way no. of, there's a way of tricking it, I think. But generally, if you hit, you go to the inventory screen, the game's still running. So yeah, if you were yeah. You had that on in the background or whatever, it will it will clock those hours. So we reckon about ten hours might have been idle before. Yeah, before it not still hundred odd hours. Mm-hmm. That's, that's got to be one of the longest yeah, games big. you've played for a long time, if if not yeah. ever. Oh. Absolutely, maybe a handful of games I've put as many hours into, but unlikely if I'm honest. Bloody hell! Um, in terms of franchise experience, obviously it's a From Software game. Um, where do you stand on that? We know you're, you're a fan of those games, but list off sort of the ones that you've played through and little, excluding Elden Ring. Where would you put the the previous games in terms of ranking? Yes, I haven't quite played them all. I've played Dark Souls 1, 3, uh, 3, Bloodborne, and um, the Demon Souls remake. Yep. And I've kind of done a mix of them. So, yes, Demon Souls would have been... No, sorry. um, Bloodborne, PS4. um, Dark Souls 3, PS4. Dark Souls 1, Switch. The uh, remaster they did. And uh, (laughs) Demon Souls on PS5. Um, In order... um, do you know what? I, I, I really struggle because I really enjoy them all. I like the. Well, do you know it's weird because I probably prefer like the medieval high fantasy of Dark Souls, mm. but Bloodborne's world was so so strong. I might yeah. even say as a one-off, I preferred that world. Um, yeah. So, do you know what? I, I know this is not you on here. I actually I wouldn't know how to. I just really like as long as I have a bit of a break between games. I really enjoy all these games and. Because there's always been a good break, I actually like them all the same. Yeah, genuinely, yeah, I really do. Like, because Demon Souls is the biggest departure, because it's very, you know, your hub world out to the main world, back into the hub world. There's no, they haven't uh, connected the world as yet, no. so it's not a journey. But you know, once you're in the little the, the world, it's it's you're playing Dark Souls again. It's exactly the same, so it's very very difficult. Yeah. Um. So yeah, to make a difference, like pull them. Uh, yeah, to pull them apart. The systems are always the same, um, very similar anyway. So, yeah, no, I like them all. I, I really wouldn't want to rate them, to be honest. I wouldn't know. Never thought about it. Wouldn't want to do it. Scared. Well, that'll be an exercise we'll do one day just to break that duck. We'll sit down and do it, do it properly and make you um, choose between your favourites and discard the rest just as a <laughs> an exercise to wind people up. Any Any other relevant information you feel like the audience would need to know before we start talking about the game itself, like um, you didn't get this for free, like you went out and bought this day one of your own money. Uh, it didn't come as part of any subscription service. Um, judging by no, your no, hours, pay- you didn't like breakneck it, as we like to say. You didn't didn't rush through it. Like it sounds like you spent a good deal of time sort of exploring and whatnot. So, anything in that realm that people need to know, or anything you feel like they, they no. need to declare up front. 
so I pre-ordered it as soon as the pre-order became available before any reviews had dropped. So I knew, you know, I'd be playing it, whatever, unless it was a catastrophe. Mm. Paid my hard-earned bucks for it. Um, so I had that on day one. Um, yeah, did not break neck it at all. Um, I think I did that thing. I don't know if you do it. You know, just at the once you yeah. know you're closing in, you kind of do sometimes rush a little bit at that point. Although I was, I'll get into it in more detail. I was forced kind of not to do that, which I actually enjoy because I found a whole new area. But mm. uh, yeah, no, I spent, you know, I wasn't rushing it. I just, just played it a hell of a lot. You know, when something, I love this, you know, when something comes into your life and it's your, it's what you want to do and you've got some free time, you're jumping on, whether it's TV show, a film, a book or a game, you know, mm. and it was definitely that kind of a deal. Why this became my hobby for a month. This is, this was, if I had free time, I was playing Elden Ring, reading about Elden Ring, Talking about Elden Ring, sharing information with friends. Yeah, cheating it's... really, and it's sharing information. They should make them do it themselves. Surely, they... uh, well, we'll see. Let's get into the story, which is you know not really the, the the type of things that From Software normally spend time in. So you normally get like a very brief setup, maybe a cutscene or two, and everything after that's very, I guess, vague, and you don't really get a full understanding. Like you don't. You know, you know, it's not like the last where you meet characters and have interactions with them, and then there's character arcs, all this stuff. It's very gameplay focused. But is that is that the same here in Elden Ring? I guess is what the the fans will be knowing. Have they have they gone through any additional steps to make a a more compelling narrative, or is it again more about well building lore, atmosphere, and they've just kind of as usual discarded the the whole character and, and sort of plot that you'd normally get of a traditional game. Yeah, so you get the initial setup, and then you've pretty much outlined the entire story there, mate. Um, that is, you know, it's typical. I heard other reviewers say that like it is actually a lot more um, open in what's going on and things. I personally didn't find that. I, um, no. I would say out of all of their FromSoft games, probably Bloodborne the most, because obviously every time you would die, I don't know if you remember, you'd get lore about a weapon or a, yeah. like the healing church and stuff. Because this this loads in so quick, you don't even get that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, it is all there for you to find. You know, you've still got all the you know very detailed weapon description in the menus, and it will you know tell you where that weapon was from and who used it and what happened right. to that person. You know, there are a lot more NPCs because it's open world and they will give you, again, lots of background on what's going on. But, you know, they talk like they're in a Shakespeare play and it's still, (laughs) you know, it's pretty vague. It's not, you know, like a normal open world game where they say, hey, this happened to me. I need you to go and get this for me and we'll fix it. Yeah. You know, these two ways. It's not as clear as that. So, no, it's, it's vague down to you to kind of delve into that as much as you you want to basically on a scale of like one to ten how far do you think you kind of delved down into that and and understood what was going on or was it very much like you know what i can't keep up with this because you might go tens of hours between <laughs> speaking to someone of of you know interest or character wise but did you did you try and make any special effort to understand what was going on or was you like look i just know that this this, no. this light's telling me to go over there and that's where i'm going to until i hit a roadblock yeah, pretty much the latter. I, you know, I, I too, I'd say I'd probably understood. <laughs> I, I get the the very broad strokes of what's going on, and what I'm doing. To be honest, I've, pretty similar with other games. I've then like, enjoyed going back and watching. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't even looked, and I don't know if it's too early yet to get these people who do these deep dive videos. Yeah, but that's I'll, I'll get my lore afterwards. I'll understand, and it will only make me like probably 
like enjoy the game more once I kind of know more what's going on. Um, they are vague. I mean, I guess you could say it's the weakest part of these games, but also it's novel, isn't it? Like, you know, everyone kind of goes down the norm, more, uh, more linear route of storytelling. Mm. It's just something different. It's just whether you want to, if that's, that's, that's what you want out of the games. For me, not really. You know, if I fought a cool boss, I would sometimes, you know, read up instantly on him who I've beat, who's beating me, you know. Yeah. But other than that, not much, you know. So, And I looked up some of the other endings as well. Yeah. Once I beat it, but there, yeah, won't go into too many details. But uh, do you think it is a weakness to not to not even try and do something traditionally? Because I know a lot of people are like, well, they don't need it. It's like, well, I understand that perspective as well. But do you think you could make a better game if you somehow weaved in some sort of compelling, you know, beat to beat narrative as well to follow? Because you'd have the kind of full package then. Um. Yeah, I, if I'm honest, I would probably say for Tom Adcock, I would like it a bit more clear about what's going on and, mm. you know, how this all weaves together and, you know, just, just, just more about the, the world, more obviously given to me and not having to work so hard for it. I, you know, it's, I guess it's a kind of a point with the difficulty as well and the accessibility of these games. Like, you think if they just turned it down a notch and, and made it a bit more like obvious what's going on, because what I found is, you know, a lot of the time I was looking online for like builds or items, and, and to be honest, it be, like I said, it became my hobby. You know, yeah. I was, and I love that because it is all encompassing, and I know that's the deal with from soft game now, and that's how I play them, and I'm quite happy with that. However, you should, in my head, be able to be. If it was anyone else, like, am I just doing what I say other people do? And going, well, it's soft and yeah. it's fine is that fine i don't know you know but I, I it doesn't bother me if every game was like it i'd be like well hang on a minute what's going on here yeah why do i need like a subscription to wikipedia to like you know <laughs> well, they're asking me to donate again they get that little flash up where it's Massively, like we're gonna go yeah, down yeah. in a year it's like you've been doing this for like 15 years asking for two pound it's like are you are you really <laughs> and there's not very many safeguards in because you can just go in and edit what you want so like come on no it's just it's one of those things that that get brought up and it's normally just hand waved away because it's a from software game doesn't need it i'm like yeah i i play bloodborne i don't think it necessarily needed it but could it have been better in my head and i'm like absolutely like if you had a really good narrative to go along with this it wouldn't spoil it it wouldn't ruin the game it would just make you know you've had an awesome character moment to go with it as well you know like a proper yeah but you know, it's one of those things that, that it's not been their strength and, and nor is the, the next stage we're going to get on to, which is when we talk about technical proficiency, presentation, performance. So get the big one out of the way with first. Did you suffer any hard crashes or anything where you had to kind of close the game or reset the, the PlayStation at any point? So not full hard crash. I don't know what you'd call it where I was just kicked out of the game. Um, oh. I think in each case it was so like I think it was when I was um summoning and so I'd be on a boss and all of a sudden I guess something would go wrong with the lobby would both be kicked out but then it would go back to the title screen yeah after reboot right I hadn't lost any progress I would be outside the boss door yeah um yeah that happened two maybe three times um so yeah I mean that's as far as crashes go other performance issues none that I could think of but also you know my old eyes aren't really you know paying attention 
paying attention to frames and whatnot. So no dips or anything I could really um, detect. And I did watch my nephew playing it on his PC once, and I don't know if it's the power of his uh, rig, but he he was definitely getting some uh, stuttering going on. So I was oh, like, right, right yeah. well... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things... Which, got in, but... Yeah, they, the, the PC version runs at higher frames, generally, depending on your setup, but then it has these... It doesn't matter what sort of monster rig you've got, you could have the latest and greatest. The, these There are... Just, there, or there was at the time it was recording, I should say, because they may well have fixed it. Just random stutter issues. That it doesn't matter what you've got. Like you might as well be playing on the iPad. Yeah, that's definitely that what I saw. Yeah, which is a shame because, again, it's like the sort of one of the things that people get on their, their ass about is like some sort of character, some sort of narrative that makes sense. And then also the technical side has never been great, really. Um, the remasters or the remaster of Dark Souls 1 ran beautifully, but again, that was a remaster. And then the remake was done by Bluepoint for Demon Souls, and that's one of the best-looking games on the platform, arguably. Um, but when From Software have their first go at it, it's a little bit of a, it's always a bit of a black eye. Like you, we saw in the immediate release, that's the one thing that people complain about and and still are, is that they just can't seem to get the, you know, the technical stuff down, which is a shame really, because it, it's something that can be avoided. Like bad writing, that's a creative problem. Like that's something you just you kind of need creative people to do. But the technical side, you think there's got to be engineers somewhere in Japan that can that can make this run well on all the platforms. Um, I guess from our perspective, what we're asking is, you, and you've, you've kind of answered this, is old eyes didn't really get too bothered by it. So from your perspective, you was able to kind of play it without you know, having all this fuss and this noise going on around you. Yeah, I think that as well, like I'm, you know, I haven't got that master rig, uh, master race rig. So I don't know what I'm missing out on. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't, I've never been able to go in and apart from doing performance and uh, what's it cinematic or whatever the two depends how they are phrase games. it, but yeah, it can be cinematic yeah. or fidelity or resolution That's mode. It, yeah. yeah, but so do you, you as far as that, you know, tinkering. Yeah, it does have options on it for this, but as far as I understand, the, the changes aren't all that drastic. It's not like when you. Change... I didn't even look at this to be honest. <laughs> no point. I didn't even look. So that's what I mean. I'm not, in all honesty, I'm probably not the best person to answer those questions because there probably could have been some issues there, but nothing that bothered me, nothing hindered my play apart from those like getting thrown out. But um, it's even like the summoning bit is a bit easier this time. It's definitely much easier to summon people in if you want. Yes. Uh, as in like the resource you need to do that is, they, it's definitely like being built this game more in line with like co op play compared mm. to the other ones i would say so um i wasn't as frustrated as i may have been on the other ones and plus like how quick the playstation 5 loads you back in yeah. like it's it's painless dying it's painless well no it's always never good to get kicked out of your game but <laughs> as painless as it could be yeah it's interesting that the only, the only issues you had was, was network they're clearly network issues aren't they where you couldn't connect or mm. they couldn't connect to you so it just booted you um but no no actual game crashes or lockups is is good because for something that's mm-hmm. banged on the head for being technically not great, you'd expect also to have issues like that. But they seem to be pretty sound. Like their code base is sound for like actual, you know, cleanness without bugs and whatnot. We had a chat in in the uh, in your sort of your opening impressions about how how good this game looked. You know, is it is it a looker? I felt like you, you didn't necessarily criticise it, but you said it looked fine. But then later on, you sent me a screenshot of some 
place and he was like, well, I might have been wrong about that. Um, where do you stand on graphical, easy on the eye, beautifulness of Elden Ring? Is it, as time went on, did it just get better and better? Or is it a bit of a mixed bag that some areas look a bit rough and other areas you can clearly see they've put some great effort in it looks fantastic? I mean, it is a good-looking game for sure. Like I said, it's probably not as good-looking as Demon Souls, but in my head of what I've played, that's probably the best-looking game I've played on PS5. Hmm. Uh, still up to this day, even though it's a launch title. Um, I think, basically, there's the critical path, you know, the, the the mandatory places you have to go and the bosses you have to beat. I think there is more detail in those places. Like, essentially, if you were only to play those parts, you would be playing Dark Souls 4. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the detail and uh, even, like, the connectiveness of those places, you are essentially running through Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, like interconnected unlocking shortcuts etc etc and those bits they do look better uh there's more detail um yeah like just better the fidelity is better in those bits if you're in like a murky old swamp area and going to a cave i mean i guess on one hand there's not the detail there needed <laughs> but um so yeah i think they've picked and chose where they've they've put their efforts and they are generally in the areas areas you're going to spend more of your time in the world itself though the art direction is lovely uh you know it's a scary world but it's beautiful out there you know there's there's you know all the regions you'd kind of expect in an open world game yeah that all look completely different but they blend together beautifully and you know it it does yeah no it is it is a nice looking game it is and you know i guess you're not getting the same detail as you know, like a Red Dead 2 or Horizon 2 or something, you know, that sort of, yeah. ca- because it's, you know, create your own character, you know, the actual models of them when you come in or like, you know, the NPCs even, they're not, you know, the facial animations aren't up to par, but they never have been, they don't need to be, but you do get a real like sense of grandeur in, in the world and mm. how big it is. And yeah, it's, you know, so yeah, it's not doesn't look like breath of the wild but think the same where it's you know it, it's there to serve a purpose and they've picked a really good direction with it and it ticks all the boxes you know yeah. it is it is a nice looking game excellent so from what we know and um, from i'm sure most people are aware this is a from software take on an open world whereas previously we'd had linear well structured complex interweaving dungeons basically the whole thing was basically a dungeon and then you mentioned about demon souls being hub based where you sort of jet off to different worlds and then have it there but this is a this is like the evolution is that we've gone from the hub areas to this to the inter interweaving map area to an open world which can cater for all three of those items you know all those events in some place how because this is the big thing that a lot of people are praising is is the open world saying it's one of the best open worlds ever. Now, where do you fall on that in terms of... It's it, it's difficult to convey because you can't say that... Cause I always think of open world and I think like GTA V does such a good job of simulating a really complex city of people and cars and life. Whereas these typically these games, and Horizon's the same, they're set in a world where it's desolate of people and life, so... It's a different kind of vibe there. They can't simulate like a living, breathing world. It's going to be more about, I guess, the discoverability. So where's where's Elden Ring kind of sit on that uh, on that spectrum, and 
And is the open world all it's cracked up to be? It is, obviously. It's a character in itself. (laughs) I think what you said is like right on the nose. Like you can't go and get your hair cut or your beard trimmed or have a bath or play poker. It's not that sort of (laughs) game. So you've got to, you know, it depends where your expectations are set. But, you know, what you have got is, you know, colossal mountains to scale, like underground dungeons. You've got snow-capped fields. You've got oceans. Mm. What I would say they do really, really well in this game is like the the gameplay loop within that world in that the wild gets a lot of credit for its open world um, from what I understand. It's the second coming of Jesus, didn't you know? Mm. And this is the third coming. He's come back again a few years later to finish the job. So he's like, I I missed the spot there. I'll come back and just have have a go here. Without going into too much detail, what I liked about this open world particularly is how much it surprised me. Mm. Um, now, what I mean by that is like the, the gameplay loop within the world. So within Breath of the Wild, once now, I can't remember now, like the names of things in that, you know, you had the shrines and that yeah. you, you complete a shrine, you get, I can't remember what you got now. Um, got like a little... You, um... you went, so the little like orb that you could trade in for health or stamina once you got three of them. I think yeah, it was. right. You'd go to those praying monuments and hand them in. That was your reward. Yeah, that's when you it. got to like the divine beasts, you you know once you'd got to the second divine beast, you're like, hang on a minute, you know these. You you kind of figure out they're all going to look the same because you're like, <laughs> that's how they've done this. They've, you know, you can go anywhere, mm. but to do that. They've had to make like um, compromises so mm. everything can be tackled in order. So it's set the same. And I find that in a lot of open world games, you know, you once you figure out, oh, you, you oh, you climb the towers, you get your map, you get your unlock your map piece and your fast travel point. Yeah. With Elden Ring, I was consistently surprised by like following my nose and then what I found at the end of it. Mm. So you're don't get me wrong, some bits follow like a formula. Other times, a lot of the time, I was just, I, I never knew what I was going to get by, you know, following um, a path, you know, looking or following an elevator down into a dungeon, you know, yeah. basically everything, a lot of it surprised me in a really good way. And it made me want to to see more of the world. I think that was one part um, that really got me out there and made me really like them. Because the thing is with me, generally speaking, I kind of got a habit of just, you know, no matter how beautiful the world, Red Dead 2 is a prime example. Mm. So much to see and do. There's me plowing around looking at the minimap, just going from story, 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 game done. Like, really yeah. not. To, I'm terrible. And that is my own fault. Like, that is who I am, and it's a bit ridiculous. But I'm always always thinking about what's next, basically, and I'm not enjoying where I am. And <laughs> this forced me. Well, no, it didn't force me. It forced me in how hard it was. You know, then I had to go and level up and... yeah. There's so many areas to go to. I would just, you know, I'd go exploring because why not? You know, I haven't been over there. There could be something good. And then there usually was. And then all the little things, like I said, just uh, always been, it always piqued my interest because I never knew what I was going to get. And all the gear, I think I might have said this last time. If I didn't, I'm to bring it up. Is that, again, because it's so hard, um, but there's always a way through, you know, there's always an item that can help you or a change of build or a spell or mm. an incantation or whatever they're called there's always something a bit of armor and you get those bits it's obviously you know sometimes it's beating a boss sometimes you can buy it sometimes you'll find 
it in a chest. Sometimes you'll find it in the open world. Sometimes you'll find it in a dungeon. Like, you have to explore. You're not going to, you know, I was talking to a friend today about it, and I was saying to him, like, you know, if you just play what they call the critical path, you are playing Dark Souls 4. But yeah. if I'm honest, I don't know if you could get through it by just playing that path. You are, you know, one, by the difficulty, two, by charm, which is the wrong word, but it is, you know, the charm of the game within that brutal world was to go off and explore and yeah, yeah, and make the most of the open world. That's something I wanted to shine a light on because I think from people's understanding of maybe even playing past Souls games, they're like, well, the, the, the classic thing is you hit a you know, boss, you know, a blocker in your way that you need to get through. You go around the area, farm, you get new souls or you get new blood echoes, whatever it's, I think it's runes in this, isn't it? I can't remember what they've called it. Um, you go and level up your character, you put more in strength or you put more in speed or stamina, whatever you feel like you need to beat that boss, you go back and beat them. Elden Ring has that element, but there's also a focus on, like you mentioned, your gear, your weapons, your items, your spells. And that was kind of there, I felt like, in my experience in Bloodborne. But still, stat sort of bundling was the way to get through. It sounds like in Elden Ring, there's far more um, stuff to discover that's going to aid you on your path. And that will that gives you enough element. Rather than just farming for levels, the exploration part, like you said, going to a, a cave that looks like a bit of a shithole, if that holds a reward that's going to get you a new summon, for example, it's going to help the boss that's a journey worth doing. And, it, and I guess over time, what I'm assuming the loop is, it, you just kind of ingrains that into your brain. Like It's like, well, I'll go off and explore and find some stuff and then I'll, I'll come back and beat this bastard. Not only high level, but also with a new set of armour and equipment to, to take him down. Yeah, and you, the, 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 there's such a scope for this. Like, you can constantly reinvent yourself, you mm. know, and... Like, it's not just like, you know, here's a melee build or a tank build and here's a, a magic build. You can kind of go in between them all because, you know, you, again, I, I've never really delved too much of this in Dark Souls and the others. I kind of got a weapon I liked. I leveled it up. Yeah. I stuck with it. And yeah. I, that was me, basically. So, um, and then I never done a new game plus or anything where I tried anything different. I've had those one runs, one and done. So I don't know any different. Um, in this, I found that, so you can kind of go full magic. I didn't, yeah. but then there are other things you can get where you can become, uh, so you basically where, where you start from, um, by no means you can, you can buy all people. There's many ways you can get like the, the items you need to become a magic build after you've made your initial choice. Or you can do what I did where I got certain items that gave me like a little bit of magic. Mm. And I work with that. And there's a lot of things like that where you can blend, Like there's, there's many, many different ways to skip cat in this game like yeah. to achieve you know the same result or like a blended result and but as i say like i was i was learning new things all like right up until the very end basically trying to beat the fucking roadblock bosses um and it, it's never it always surprised me i was always interested i was always wanted something else it, that just made me think christ I, I would like to go through this again you know, with a completely different build, using completely different weapons, you know, and even the items you get, and I know this is kind of a staple, but, you know, the reward you get for beating a boss can be used in several ways that, you know, are all interesting. It's just the depth of the systems in it. And again, I don't know if it's just me going, oh, from software systems are so good. <laughs> it's me and I just don't look at those things in other games, you know, like the, the skill tree and things. But I think in this, you, you are... 
because you know in other games you'll you'll get a skill it will show you the little like a tv within a tv you showing you using the skill you know you're pushing someone back and you're like okay i do that and i press x twice you don't get any of that you know you find something you have no idea what it is and this you know and i feel like for me like i would get stuck Mm. and then i would at that point look through all my items i'd be like right what have i got here and then i'd be like oh okay i can use that and that combined and craft this or oh this thing that i thought was garbage is actually really handy if i go and level it up over at this place i found you know it's it's really smart um i don't know if other games do that and i'm just like blinkers on but generally i mean it's that's the thing where the where the whole difficulty comes into being a factor because yes often games will get i've played played through dozens of these games you know, they, 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 they give you a new power, you feel extra powerful, but you never really needed it. You know, mm-hmm. you might need it in certain exactly. scenarios, but you never quite kind of need it. You could always find a way with the stuff you've got. Now, I'm sure if I yeah. you try to play every game just on level one and beat it all, you'd have a, you'd have a tough time. But it doesn't, it, it kind of takes, like, from software games force you to kind of do that unless you're an absolute skilled fiend at the game don't get hit and you know you know those people that do no damage runs those sort yeah, of people yeah, that's yeah. fine but most normal people you're going to have to experiment you're going to have to search and um, that sounds like what is kind of setting this one apart is that the rewards of, of, of doing the exploring not only satisfying just because the world's so great and all the different little nooks and crannies you find are um, are interesting but it's all going towards your your journey, your adventure, your your progress. I'm sure this stuff you picked up this turret and you you sold or threw away, but it sounds like on the whole, a lot of the stuff that you find is it was worth the stray the strain of perhaps beating a slightly easier boss in a cave somewhere, and then you're kind of walking away. Although I know they'd like to fuck with you, so I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes you open a chest and it's like one rune. You're like, well, just spent two hours doing that. That's not <laughs> that's not too clever, is it? Um. So here's a question that I'm just personally interested in. Open world, more approachable because you can go, right, I ain't dealing with that boss, that blocker, that you know, that roadblock. I'll go back off and do something yeah. else, find some new stuff. I don't want specifics, but just a simple answer. At all times during the game, are you always afforded the opportunity to go back and explore or are there scenarios or situations where it pops you into a, a loop where you can't get out of it and have to sort of take the challenge head on and beat it with whatever you've got? So, no. You, you're, look, there's, basically, uh, you can always come back out yep. and it makes it very, very easy. Fast travel all over that map. So yep. you can, you know, you're in a little boss zone. You can literally leave. You might If you're in a cave, you have to get to the surface just to use your fast travel. Other than that, you're always good. There are a couple of like world events that happen. Mm. And now, to be honest, I don't know what that means. I'm going to assume at that point you're closing off some of the story, perhaps. I don't know. I haven't read it. But, you know, that might change things going forward. Um, other than that, though, no, you're free to go back to areas. You know, you can go back to the very beginning. You can, you know, yeah. you can be at the end of the game. Yeah, nice. you can go anywhere. Like I said, I think maybe at certain points in the game you are maybe cut off from certain, you know, at Regions the end of the day there's this quest of NPCs. Yeah, they're going to be wandering around the map, I'm assuming, at some point they kind of disappear. Um, but no, you're, you're, you're free to go back. You're free to do what you want. There's any order you want to tackle the game in, you can. I mean, obviously the critical path, you're going to be, you know, 
stuck to a point, but you you there's most of the time there's multiple places to go even on that. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're never hemmed in. There's always places to go. There's always good rewards for going there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excellent. You just, you just triggered a little question in my head about quests, talking to NPCs and, and whatnot. Now I know that you know that they patched in weeks after launch to add the NPCs to the map so that you could track the. I don't know what type of NPCs they are, if they're necessarily just story-based ones, but essentially you could find them on the map like to make it easier to go, oh, yes, I need to go back there. But we had this chat about, could they have could they have made the game better, and that's obviously subjective, by just adding some sort of quest log that just goes, right, Adam the Evil said this to you. Doesn't tell you where to go, just has Adam the Evil's cryptic sort of note, so you can... Refer to that and think. Oh, he says like the caves with the the blessed light. I don't know what that means yet. But then later on, you might stumble across that and you go, "I'll oh, just check if that is that what Adam the Evil was saying." And then you go, "Oh, we put two and two together." My understanding of this is you get none of that. It's like they will talk to you and there'll be a sort of a passive quest activated. It doesn't come up saying quest activated and all that shit. And then you either do it and remember and come back, or you forget and you know it's just gone. Is there room for improvement? First of all, is that assumption correct? And then do you feel like there's an area where they could just improve upon it without... You know, you don't have to add quest markers. That's what I'm trying to say. People keep saying, oh, I ruined the game because you'll just be going from quest marker to quest marker. I'm, like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying just log conversations so that you can um, you can at least have a, a physical log of what's going on there. Or cut off at a key point. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know if I'm in time still. Um, the assumptions correct perfectly. They, you know, the Jason Schreier pen and paper sort of ink uh, in a pot is your only way of making a quest uh, log or markers. Look, to be honest, for me, what would I like? I would like maybe what you said actually. You know, I actually hate that. You know, new quest. And there's a log and it becomes like a tick box exercise yeah. now i know you love it like you know you're you're more keen on like 100 percent in and wow. ticking off those things but i find that that is basically what i end up doing is just ticking the boxes from point a to point b yeah and just you know it all becomes a bit of a fetch quest really a lot of the time um so i like the way this kind of makes you sort of if you want to go down that route you do have to hunt for it more clear than any other probably from soft game yeah you know, mm. people do kind of tell you roughly what they want but as you say it's so easy then just to forget who you met and what they wanted and where they said they're going to be next yeah should be some sort of a halfway house there you know maybe more than anywhere else that could be the bit where you've got the three options you know you could have it the more traditional way something where it's very vague like you know it will just let you tell you who you met and like you said what that you could replay that conversation maybe um and then nothing at all as it is i don't know i know they're never going to do that they make these <laughs> games the way they want to and you know you either if you don't like it kind of deal so i know that's not going to happen i guess it you know it does very unvideo gamey i guess you know as i say it to make you then really, because you can't expect you to remember everything. It's ludicrous. So then yeah. you are having to. It's like a throwback, you know, though. Either track it yourself, isn't it? Like, yeah. You remember those games from yeah. 
you know, any old any old game from like before the two thousands didn't have a quest log. Didn't have anything. Didn't have markers. No, nothing you remember like, like, like it would just they would just say. I remember even Metal Gear Solid. They like they like oh go and get the sniper rifle from warehouse number A eleven. I'm like where the fuck's that? Don't show you on the map where it is. You have to go and find, remember where that was, and go to that specific door. Um, so I'm not. I'm not it, it reminds me of when games come with instruction manuals, and like you would get that bit, the last three pages would just be notes. Like so, you're actually yeah. diligently taking yes. notes on the game as you play. Like <laughs> which I think it is a throwback. You're right, and some people are probably going to love it, but it it is an odd choice because mm. you know they put all that hard work into doing it make it so easy to miss things yeah um it does seem strange to be fair no. it is odd interesting so we've talked about there's lots to be getting on with lots to find lots of ways forward how much and this is always the the key question for people that have played the front software games and you're always very honest as am i when we talk about how much support or assistance we had how much support and assistance do you feel like you used either through friends internet guides maybe even maps i don't know during your journey through elden ring like as a percentage of stuff did you ever get like truly stuck and think i have no idea where i'm going or did you get stuck on something that was difficult and you're like i need a specific item oh it's in that cave to the southwest that i never would have gone to like sort of detail how what that relationship was like and whether you had to lean on that more or less than what you would have liked I know it's partly people say, oh, it's all part of the experience. It's like, well, there is a problem yeah. with people having to look things up. Like, it's the, the game should at least, I don't know. There's, I always feel that should, the, the game should have it in the game to a certain extent, you know, as vague as they want. But at the, at the point where people have to refer to guides constantly, it's like, well, surely at some point something's failed here. Like, because people are <laughs> having to go online. <laughs> I mean, look, a lot is the truth. Mm. Um, and, but like I said, I, I kind of knew that going in. Yep. It's how I, to be honest, it's how I play these games, generally speaking, because I feel like even knowing, look, on the old ones, it's more linear. So I was kind of getting stuck on just bosses. Yeah. And it would be like, you know, even seeing how to do it is one thing, trying to execute it yourself. No, don't help. Makes it worse. You, you try you know? and, no, you try and follow their route. You're like, yeah. I'm nowhere near skilled to do this. And it annoys you. I found that yeah. worse on Bloodborne. I was looking exactly. up to do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried to do like help amongst my f- friends because I don't really want to be, you know, looking up too much things. And I kind of kept it like vague when I did as best I could. So like just like ideas of builds and idea, you know, like things Yeah. more generally speaking. I did get lost a few times because it can be quite vague, to be honest, like, you know, access certain areas you might need items and yeah. if you miss this is where it's difficult you know you could just miss one npc right yeah and you, you're going to be struggling then really to, and as you said to me before like before i even realized those the the bonfires essentially um i forget what they're called now tears the sites of grace or whatever it, yeah. they will show you, you know, either where the critical path lies or you're here it's like kind of pointing in the direction it's like there's probably something over there you might want to go and see, you know, and it's it, it's designed in such a good way that you're naturally, you know, like Breath of the Wild was where your mm. eye is drawn to a certain mark on the map and you're, yeah. you know, right, it doesn't need to be like X marks the spot. You're just drawn to those areas, you know, through the road, through the, like, the pass in the mountains or whatever. And you'll normally find something of interest, you know, but what I found was when I kind of got bored of 
lost and just having doing my own thing i might then just be like i'm here where do you recommend i go next because there's not normally more than one place so yeah. i would just be like okay got what i need i'll go there and check it out you know but i did need a lot of help i summoned do you know what so the first half of the game i summoned maybe like 50 percent of the boss battles i got through the first few on my own then and when you say summon, do you mean summon halfway. other human or NPC support wolf or whatever it is, or mixture? Both. Both. Yes, yeah, so both actually. Um and then but like I said, there are so many um tricks and tips you can do. I think I did say it before, so I might as well say there's like these things called ashes of war, um, where basically again you'll collect them from all different kind of manner. And they can be anything. Basically, they're, they're characters that you can summon in any boss battle yeah. or sometimes even in an area just to help you. And they might be like a wolf. They might be like an array of like villagers. Yeah. They, you know, and they're like essentially the spirits of those people. And yeah. then you can level it up and things. Nice. So I got some of them that were very helpful. And I found in the latter half of the game, I just... Well, do you know what? One, I didn't seem to need as many summons until the late, late game. And at that point, I just struggled to get anyone to summon. So I don't know if that's a oh. problem with the game again. Mm. Um, they're just, it's near, I don't, because I was playing in the day sometimes. So I just don't know if people were online or if I was just so far ahead of the curve of where I was and just wasn't people. I don't know what was wrong, mate, but I just struggled. So I just kind of gave up on things. I was like, right, I'm just going to have to get through this, you know, with me and my little arsenal I've got here. Yeah. Basically, I did. And like, again, I'm probably giving this like, lot of like uh, leeway because i just like the games a lot but you could definitely call it a weakness but as i said i it becomes a hobby for me these games i end up just reading about mm. every aspect you know who i've beat yeah you know or who i'm currently fighting and watching videos and you know looking for tips or just you know 20 things you didn't know about Elden Ring videos and all sorts. <laughs> yeah. I don't I like it that way, but I can totally see someone, especially someone like you, who's a bit more of a, like a, I feel like a purist in these things. You might be like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> Why am I having to do all of this? Like, is this taking me out of the game or whatever? So I'm not going to, because I think a lot of people, it's not, you know, it, it could be called a weakness, but I don't mind it. I, I you know, par for the course with these games now for me. Yeah. That's fair enough. We haven't touched on about the combat or how it feels to play, even like the basics of, you know, you mentioned that there's different builds and whatnot that you can sort of strengthen your character towards or hybrid, whether it's magic or melee or, you know, whatever. But, you know, what are the what are some of the things that you kind of picked out combat-wise that you enjoyed? Um, given they've, they've done several different games now, we've kind of got the Dark Souls combat system. Then we had Bloodborne, which was much quicker. Then we had Sekiro, which introduced oh. stealth and a bit of jumping and other bits and pieces and parrying and posturing and all that stuff. What, what, do, what do Elden Ring offer? Is it a nice sort of evolution of all those items where the player can kind of choose what they're good at and, and focus on those? Or are we are we getting boxed into sort of sh- shield, sword and shield, hunker down and try and hold out and get some sneaky jabs in? I mean, probably most core core mechanics, most like Dark Souls three. Mm. So it is, you know, sword and shield. You know that they're your your core items. Um, so you are going to be defending, blocking, rolling, avoiding. You're not getting health back for ending blows here. Nah. Um, but obviously, you've got 
so you have got the parrying tactic, you know, risk reward there because you miss that, you're going to get battered. Obviously, you know, same as all the games, you know, even the most minnow character. Yeah. Even when you go back and you're way overpowered, if you get snarled up with a few people, <laughs> they're going to absolutely obliterate you. So you've got to have your wits about you all the time. Um, you've you've got so obviously you you can jump, which you can't on a lot of their mm-hmm. games. Yep. So then that leads into jumping attack. Um, I've never played Sekiro, but Sekiro, um, but there's the uh, you break people's poison in it, from That's what it. I understand. Yep. Like so, you'll you'll fight, fight, fight. You'll break their poison, then they become available. I guess for like one hit kills or a couple of hit kills or something like that. This is similar, and there's no like meter to tell you, but invisible, especially like, yeah. the bosses. Yeah, you can break their um, poise or posture, it's called, and they'll basically at that point. I mean, it's the same as even you remember from Bloodborne, where they essentially fall down to their knees, yeah. they're unresponsive, and you can go in for like a bit of a rip roast and really some health off at that point. But you've got no idea when you're coming to that point. No. Um, but you can jump in attacks are really good to make that happen. So you can jump with L1 for like a light jump in attack that really covers ground quickly does some damage or you can do a jumping r2 attack yeah. slower but even more powerful and really good for that but obviously as i say you've got the magic you've got i don't want to go too much into it, but other levels of magic as well where you know you can really sort of mix up your arsenal and all the sort of throwing objects as well you know and but essentially combat remains tried and tested in that you're you're better off to kind of lure groups of enemies into individual em- yeah. enemies, you, know, you don't want to be getting snarled up in packs. Cowardly, Could also, really. obviously, oh, I completely forgot you've got the horse. So there's also yeah. like horseback combat. Obviously, you could bring him in and out of action as much as you want. You just click in the uh, the left uh, analog stick, and he's gone. So, so you, you know, so there will be fights. So when you summon him, does he all? Do you automatically mount him, or do you, does he run along and then yeah, you have to climb so- on him? Automatically mounted and nice. automatically you're moving, so it becomes very good. So you get a few like free frames if someone's taking a the swing way. at yeah. you. Nice. Very crafty. Yeah, so it's very nice actually. It does the opposite of snarling you up. He's yeah. actually a massive asset. <laughs> so you know you you'll have you know clear enemies where being on horseback is is certainly easier. You get others where it's a feel like I you know was fighting enemies. I don't think I was meant to be on horseback, but I found it easier just zipping in, <laughs> zipping out. Obviously, you can just avoid people. You know, yeah, you get to an yeah. area, you, yeah, even under level. Like it, it makes it so good because if you know something's a weapon or something you need is in an area, yeah, you can just fly through. You know, and, and I guess you can stealth as well, so uh, you can crouch and sneak around. That won't alert enemies. It's quite rudimentary, you know, because you know, other other games yeah. I'm sure do this a lot better. But it does add in multiple elements of how you're going to tackle somebody out in the open world or. You know, even in the more sort of dungeon-esque areas, you've got real sort of array like options at your disposal, and you know, it, it, it's it's great. Combat's I think always been a highlight in these games because mm. you have you know it's difficult. Again, you know, yep. you can't fuck around. You will get blitz. So always kind of forced to pay attention, and the risk reward of obviously losing all those those souls that you've collected. Yeah. For, they're not souls, but Rouge. they basically are souls. They're, Runes, yeah, they'll always be souls to me. Wow, yeah, goes to me, mate. First one, there you go, it? yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's actually a bit different, I guess, because I think it is more the Dark Souls thing. In that, I think in Demon uh, Bloodborne, you used to literally buy your the blood vial, so you would. I remember being stuck on one of the last bosses, and I basically you'd have to kind of go and farm for those or buy them, and then you'd go in, you'd fight, and 
you'd you know after a few goes you'd be like fuck i'm getting low i've only got the ones i start with now now maybe i'm wrong on that because it's a long time since i played that the other souls games um they have flasks so you can you can increase the amount of flasks but essentially you always start with your maximum number you know and then they're allocated into this into health and into magic and you can at any point in the game just make it very easy you can just switch them around so you can allocate if you're a magic build more or you know several to magic i had all mine in health because the game excellent so that's that's interesting so can you upgrade sort of your pouch that holds the flask so you can hold more of them or is that just a set number that you've got throughout the game no there's items throughout the world that will increase those for you so essentially the amount of flasks and then when you recharge them so you have got like um you can recharge your flasks um there's another sort of uh, currency that will increase the amount of like recharge you get. Nice. So you can get, like so, if you had like five, uh, you could yeah. use all five, then hit recharge and get more of that. Yep. Excellent. And just to just to cover it off, how does it feel to play? Like controls, nice and tight. Doesn't feel like too slow. Doesn't feel too quick. Nice balance they've got there. Classic sort of. It's deliberate, isn't it? This, the from software games. You can't like cancel animations. Like you commit to a swing. You're like. Ah, uh, bollocks! He's got a quicker, you know, attack coming in. You're done for. Very similar to actually Monster Hunter, which took me ages to get my head around. Like you commit to something, you have to do. But I'm assuming the same here. Once you've kind of got your head around those aspects, you, you're off and away. And if you've played previous games, you're going to be nicely have a nice set of foundational skills that will be handy. Exactly, it plays really nice. Like the combat is probably one of the, the key highlights of the game. Really, like you know, because even you know, basic, you know, um, open world, get, like enemies can absolutely wreck you. Um, you've got to be paying attention, like I said, and, and the combat's different. It's varied. You know, everyone is going to ask something different of you and you've got all those different things that you're um, in your arsenal. And yeah, it plays nice. You know, obviously build comes into it because you, again, can make build. You, you don't want to be doing those slow tank rolls. So you've got to keep an eye on your like endurance with your what weight you can carry in things but i went for like a nice medium build medium roll yeah and yeah that combat is a highlight like i said it's definitely slower than a bloodborne because you are a lot of the characters will be like people you're fighting on like knights or people with their own shields and things and you're looking for an opening so that might be an issue if you're you know if the only game you've played is bloodborne and you really enjoyed that combat it's similar enough and you can create a build that you know could definitely be focused on speed rather than power etc yeah um and yeah it plays really nice. like i said like all the the new additions the horse is like an asset it it, it controls well you know the verticality in the game you know so jumping and using like you know you're not stuck on the floor there's multiple ways into like rooms and areas so you can bring that in it all works really nicely you know um one of the sometimes you do you gotta be aware of your surroundings as many of my deaths were caused by like rolling down a empty <laughs> elevator shaft or yeah. off the edge of like a cliff or something so you can get snarled <laughs> up in those things and the camera can be a bit of an issue with some of the bosses and that has been a problem on the other games you know where it kind of the tracking goes funny when you're following yeah. them and they'll end it's up so fucking big sometimes though it's like it, it makes it the whole yeah. screen difficult to deal with but that's just that is part of it let's get on to to bosses Obviously, we don't want to be giving away specifics and whatnot, but in terms of your previous exploits and other games also, because it's not just the Souls 
bosses that are, that are highlights. Like, there's other great games that have great bosses, but where does where does El- Elden Ring slot in? Do they continue their um, their excellent form for design and just horrible looking creatures and attack patterns and complexity? Is that all still here and all still hitting a high note, or have they have they had a misstep? So it's just a sheer number of them. I don't know how many, but I must 30, maybe 40. I have no idea what the total number is. might be close to 80 bosses. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's some absolute classics here. Yeah, real, like, this is where the good lore comes in, I think, on some of these, um, on the bosses, reading about them. And even then you'll get, like, lore from npcs or um there's some stuff i'd love to tell you about but i won't some really like interesting boss fights you know without horse and mm. characters they blend it in a really good way to make some really interesting fights really unusual ones and like multi because obviously you have bosses where you know the, 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 the two enemies at once has been done in other games and things but they actually the the way you fight the bosses changes yeah. These are mainly on the the critical path bosses, but I know I, I I missed a couple of the real sort of highlight ones, some of the really difficult ones. Yeah. But I was speaking to uh, one of my nephews who who fought some of them, and yeah, there's I watched some of the intros just as you go to the boss areas and get the lore and things. So there's some really good ones. I would say that there's a fair few repeats, which is probably a bit of a shame, really. It's quite you know, uncommon, isn't that, it? Well, I'd, like. It's not... Yeah, but I guess it's the sheer number well, of bosses. Have they so bloated are, it? Um, well, that's it. That is on. didn't bother me massively, Ubisoft, but I was like, oh, it's you again. A couple of times. Yeah. Can't help themselves. It's definitely a bit of a low point, if I'm honest. Um, mm. But no, like, I mean, it's a small low point with a sheer number of them. And like, yeah, that is not affecting what you're doing for the majority. Yeah. Or... Like I said, when, like a lot of it surprised me. There was actually a, one of these like enemy types with what you were going for that actually did follow a very set path. And I was like, oh, okay, I get this now. When I want this item, I tend to have to fight this enemy and it's mm. becoming actually kind of similar. But that was the only time I noticed that. Um, uh, so no, they, they're really good. There's some really interesting fights. There's some really interesting enemies. Uh, and as you know what the effort into some of the ones that aren't even needed it is actually impressive you know like i don't know it's been done in skyrim and things but the fact you know the dragons are wandering around on the open world and yeah it is it's pretty insane you know what you can bump into and it does shit you up sometimes you know you, you will sometimes <laughs> be walking it's like not in your peripheral vision all of a sudden a fucking boss bar comes on yeah music ramps up and no. you're like jesus <laughs> I've got 30,000 runes like, here. I don't want this to go yeah. down the shit pan. Exactly. Lovely. Exactly. Um, what's the soundtrack like? It's not they're normally like quite low key, but then when when there's like a big boss battle or a, you know a hard moment popping up, like they normally ramp up and have some awesome music to accompany your somewhat frustrating toil against these bastards. But how are we looking on the old the old soundtrack front? Tell you what. I'm glad you asked, and I'm glad I had this bit of input of a friend. So one of my mates who was playing it was saying that it's actually the weakest part of the game. Cool. And he was showing me some of the Demon Souls Blue Point remake sound, like boss battle soundtracks. And I was like, do you know what? It's obviously similar, like orchestral score, yeah. and it does ramp up when those bosses come. They're not as good to be honest, but Mate. I think that's probably down, probably down to the sheer number, you know. Again, mm. just, you know, fucking 
Hans Zimmer having to like compose 105 pieces of different music for these bosses. So yeah, like I'm, I'm more hijacking what he said because I think he's more tuned into it. But I feel like it probably is a you know it's not as on point as it has been in the past. But I think probably can let them off with the sheer amount of bosses, you know. And a lot of the yeah. open world will be music free and you know just like yeah. environmental effects but they're all very nice and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it i wouldn't i would have said it was fine without giving me away yeah to be honest mate like I, from bloodborne i think i remember saying this to you before i actually read a tip once when you're struggling to turn the music down because it you know it can stress you out <laughs> you know when that boss is that's that last bit of energy yeah. you know, that music's pumping so i actually don't play it with like you know a lot of of lot of music on so right. again probably not the yeah. best person to advise but and but not you know probably not up there with the the series highlights is is where i'd land on it fair enough fair enough um before we get into the final phase any other sort of call outs or things that you wanted to mention that we haven't spoken about any little bits and pieces i think we've covered the most sort of in broad strokes but yeah if you've got any other bits and pieces you wanted to share then you can go for it well, I just feel like it probably goes back around to what you said in that what am I going to do? Because basically, I've played a few of these games. I've only ever played them once. I've never played any of the uh, expansions or DLC with the games. I've never done a new game plus. Mm. And do you know what? I'm going to do all of those things with this one. So I am going to hang on to it. It's, I'm going to break my own rule. It's, it's going to mm. stay put. I actually, when you beat the game, you like most of these games, I guess, you get to either stay in your own world. Mm. Um, and you know you can complete the other tasks. I, I think what I've, I only done it very briefly. I think you can do everything but fight the last boss again, and yeah. obviously any of the critical bosses and things you beat. But everything else that's still open is still open to you, and you can level up and do all those things. So I've done that because I'm going to just jump in and do some multiplayer with my mates who are still playing who are a bit further back. So I do that. But at some point after a little break, I'm going to jump in and do a new game plus. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I'm assuming at some point with a game this big and from their previous games, they will drop some um, sort of an expansion or some DLC or something. So once that comes out, I think I'm definitely going to give that a go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I, basically, I just think there's a lot. I as much a hundred and I, you know what? That's what I'd say. I think I did say it early on actually. Anyway, but that with my full report, a hundred and twenty odd hours has never gone so quick ever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? At no point was I fatigued, bored lost you know like not wanting to play feeling like a grind it's a massive amount of hours but it was a joy to play uh if i'm honest and i yeah i want to see more i want to do more i want to do a completely different build so yeah i'm really looking forward to jumping back in and, and doing some more on it basically excellent so will the disc eventually be traded at some point in the future or is this or will you keep it forever and all times say say a year's time you know you know the dlc's out you've done that everyone you, you could have helped you've helped you've looked up all the optional stuff and done that you've done one new game plus run let's just say you've got the platinum trophy as well so you've done all the free yeah. endings or whatever you need to do does it just get stored as a, a memento or is it just still that sort of the commercial aspect of of your life run through and little entrepreneur ad cocks like that i've got to get a couple of quid for this and reinvest it into to other endeavors that's the problem see i think at that point i'm keeping it but not for any other not for the sentiment because that's the thing i'm done with that sentimental thing because it sits on the <laughs> shelf i do nothing with it like that was the whole point mate i wanted this i wanted this amazing games library but what's the point if you're not playing the games i know that like, other people feel different in the collection is important i have still got 
old NES games and Super Nintendo games. But that, you know, that is pure nostalgia to me from a different time. You know, like yeah. reminds me of being a kid and like happy days. So that's why that's there. Everything else really from there now has been, you know, sacrificed at this point. I'll, I'll probably keep this at that point because the whole point is to sell the games when they're worth the most money. So it actually makes sense financially. You know, you're you're trading the game, you're getting the most bang for your buck, and then essentially, you know, almost paying nothing for each new game. Yeah. Look, if the game's a couple of years old or a year old, so it'll be worth a fiver at that point, and I'll, you know, I'll keep it. Because it's a nice box one as well. I showed you it's the, yeah. uh, not amazing, but it's like a little day one edition, so it's got some nice things in there. So now I'll probably hang on to it now forever. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's do the Needful. So we teased it at the top that there's a... A change, and this will be the final change ever to the way we categorise, recommend, score, whatever you want to call this sort of end piece to put a little bow on the end of these big reports for games that we do. Obviously, we had the 10-point scoring system previously with 0.5 modifiers, but reverting back to the, the tried and tested platinum, gold, silver, bronze, or to basically stuff that's not going to get that, and to help with the categorization to help the guys at home understand where your mind is and also for myself for you adkins logan whoever else decides to kind of do these in the future they all have a supporting sort of statement with them just to just as a little headline and these these may evolve over time we may think of a better way to describe them but essentially adcock's got five options here on how he wants to sort of end this report and put his seal of approval or not seal of approval on this for Elden Ring. So we've got Platinum, so that's the highest one, a special game, something you'll look back as one of your favourites for years to come. You've got Gold, a great game, something you'll remember as a highlight for some time. We've got Silver, a good game, something you'll remember as a solid, worthwhile experience. And we've got Bronze, a decent game, Something you'll remember positively, but with some caveats. And then we've got no seal of approval, no award, no, no nothing else. Just goes into a, a a bucket underneath that. In which case, you know, there's no point. Oh, is it is it a five or is it a five point five? Who cares at that stage? Ain't good enough. So anyway, with that new context in mind, you get to break in the new system. Where are you going to put Elden Ring? Are you going to put it in any of the buckets? Is it going to go into the ether, into the bottomless pit? Stick it in the bucket with those other two, mate. Get rid of it. <laughs> no, I'm going to go all the way to the top, mate. I'm going to give this first game the full platinum. Uh, I can't... It's not perfect, but with the statements, it can't go anywhere else. You know, 120 hours, I'm ready to go again, you know. It was. It was. If you knew, you know, if you spoke to me in the last sort of five or six weeks, I've probably spoke about nothing else. I've driven everyone mad. Yep. I'll remember it. You know, like I said, I'm just waiting for those law videos. Like, well, I'm sure they've dropped already, but I'm going to go into them. I'm going to deep dive it all. I. The thing is, I think if you don't like these games, you could pick them apart, and you know, there are so unaccessible. Why do they make them so hard? Stick an easy mode in. You know, get as many eyes on your game as possible don't alienate people there's a million and you know things we were talking about the negatives of it there are negatives but if you do like them it's, it's open world dark souls and mm. they've done it in such a good way they don't 
thing is, it's not reinventing anything particularly. In that the, the systems look the same, the combat's the same, the world looks the same, but, I, you know, fun's the wrong word, as I think you know with these, but I haven't <laughs> had so much fun with a game in a long, long time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, 100% platinum, 100%. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. And these, these reports are in no means objective. These are all subjective views. Hope people people take th- reviews as like objective fact. It's like well, it's not. There's someone's translation of a multi dozen hour in this case over a hundred hours worth of an experience and condensing it into you know one line. So we are taking the far more opinion based and subjective route. And I hope this new and this is actually a throwback to the original way we had it back in like when I first started the channel. I used these ones because the number based thing and then. Kind of got snarled up with the fantasy gaming league with the scoring, thinking, oh, maybe we should try and emulate that. And then I was like, oh, fuck that. Let's just let's just go back to basics. We know this is now a special game to Edcock, and it's going to be held in the highest regard possible. And that's all you need to know. And if you've, uh, you know, if you you resonate with what he's been saying, there's a good chance you may feel the same or similar for that. So a lovely platinum for Elden Ring. I'm really pleased that you had a, a good time with it. So if you said you said time has gone really fast, and that's probably a concern for someone like you at your age. Like you don't want that. You actually want time to be, you want to put put the brakes on a little bit. But as long as you enjoyed your time, I guess that's all that matters. To top this off, I did have a couple of like post questions about from software and some of the other bits just in general. So they've opened this open world, for lack of a better term, can of worms. Now they've gone and done it and done it so well. Is there any way back? Like, And the reason why I ask that specifically is because if I sit down and play Elden Ring and enjoy it and love it, am I going to go, be able to go back and play Demon Souls and have, you know, well, I'll just be like, oh, why can't it just be open open world now? Like, From Software just got to this level now where it's going to be open world or nothing from, from going forward. And would you play something where it was back in the old you know, format without the open world? Or are you going to be like, no, you, you boys need to need to commit to this open world and make it even better next time? It's a really good question. I don't, it's difficult, isn't it? I, I'd, I'd be fascinated to know what comes next to them. Mm. You know, people crying out for a Bloodborne too. If they would do, to do that, would you want an open world Bloodborne? I mean, sure, it could be great. But also, you know, the, the, they, they are strong games. It's, well, they... I yeah I I don't know. It's a very very good question, very difficult to answer because I can't imagine they're only going to make open world games from now. And um, I know like, I don't know Sekiro. I don't understand if it's semi open world like hub sort of you know like the mm. more contained hub with like certain bosses you can go. I don't really don't know how that game works. I don't know if they you know, it feels like they've gone very linear. Well, hub linear like. Um, semi-open to full open so it's been a natural progression yeah at least the Sikaru, like in terms of verticality like i said like that all came in there didn't it like different ways into the same world and fighting enemies from rooftops and things um is there a way back i don't know i just i hope they just try something new again you know they i mean because the thing is even their new stuff it, it leans heavily on the old stuff do you know what i mean yeah. like they said dark souls is done this this very much could be if you just take the critical bit of the game could be just Dark Souls Four. Yeah. So they're clever at kind of 
you know, recycling. George R.R. R. Martin's wrote news. all the law, mate. That's it. We've got him in, but he's, he wrote about six words and then they stamped his name on it. I was going to say, mate, he, he absolutely phoned that one in. Like, but to be fair, this, I think this game sold way more than the other games have for him. So oh, yeah. it's his name it, that's helped with that. Yeah, of course. Money well spent, really. <laughs> he was probably, you know, off doing God knows what, ripping up more manuscripts for the new, new Winter Winter or whatever. It's been coming for about 30 years. That ain't never coming out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what he's been doing. Um, I don't know. It's the worst answer to a very good question, so I'm sorry. But no, no. It's the... I, 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 just, I mean, because it's a bit of a, um, you know, like people say about Smash and Mario Kart, the ones that are on Switch, where you go, like, where do you go from here? It's the same with this. Mm. I don't know. You know, they've done such a good job, in my opinion, of this, making, you know, a Dark Souls open world game that I really don't know what they do from here. You yeah. know, God knows. No, it'd be inter- it'd be really interesting to see what they do in a post Elden Ring world because now they've I mean this is sold so well in its opening stanza it's probably going to go on and be one of their if not their best selling game if it hasn't done so already I mean they've probably you know just as many people who got to that first tree sentinel boss and turned it off and never went back you'd expect they still gained more fans this way like they still with those numbers people that yeah. stuck with it and was like oh wow I understand this now. There's going to be more eyes on them, for sure. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, and then we you mentioned a couple of times about repeated bosses and just bits where it wasn't as unique as what, you know, I mean, almost impossible for a game of this length. But could they have trimmed some of the fat, like, so you didn't have those repeats, so everything did feel unique? Like, just, do you foresee a world where actually they look back and they say, actually, did it need to be 120 hours? Could it have been 80 hours? And we've, you know, we've got everything in there is just unique. There's no, there's no repeats of anything whatsoever. Um, do you foresee that being something they could do, and should they do, or should they just be like, well, we'll, we'll make it 160 hours next time, and there'll be a couple of extra gnomes to defeat with different colours. <laughs> of course, they could do it. I mean, it's just more budget, more time, more, you know, like craft, I guess. But I mean, the small gripe in you know how big you know honestly mate there's areas of this game that i've literally skimmed the certain like yeah. 120 hours and their entire areas one in particular main area that i kind of went fought who i need to fall like fight and got out of there and yeah. essentially that is a, a massive bit so of the on, map you unlike know, the, unlike the there map where there's like a shroud and there is a shroud but if there was it'd just be this line of you going in and then coming back basically rather than you know circling around exactly that it looked like that North Macedonian <laughs> chart when they beat Italy. <laughs> it's a of like me in and out, done. Got what I needed, smash and grab. Because, yeah. And that, that, like I said, that's a, it's a main... Like, I'll tell you once you've played it, I'll give you more deets. But it's a bit of the game, you know, all sorts probably there. And I was in and out. And so, no, and most of the, the repeated bits, in fact, broke, I think all of them, were more like in that sort of realm. With bits yeah. that someone else playing would probably never even notice, see what I saw and... You know, I mean, they might know it's other duplicates that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that you know, and then, to be honest, there's some great boss fight. You know, obviously all the big, big ones, some funny ones. You know, there's, there's some, you know, what, like literally a couple of bosses actually made me laugh when I realised what the mechanic was or what it was and what was happening. It's like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so like it's a small grind. I just didn't expect it. Basically, you know, like I think it took a long time for me to see a repeat. Yeah. Or another and another, and I was a bit like, oh, okay, this isn't 
Right. Yeah. You know, it's just it's the oh, I was a little bit disappointed, but it's yeah, like, let's say small gripe, be fixed. Does it need to be? I mean, why not? Yeah, make them do a better game. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Final question, because this is something that in the pre-release I speculated on, and it was, I never thought it was going to be this, but the way they'd made a point to to say it, I was like, well, maybe they're going to go down this route, and I'm talking about proper seamless co-op, where me and you, in theory, could adventure through this game together. You know, I don't just come into your world as a little red summon, I come in as a another character, and we're free to go through this together, progress is saved items can be shared etc etc is that something that you would like to see them do in the future or would that would would me being in there ruin the game for you specifically like because they had mentioned the pre-release i was like oh it's four they said it's four player co-op that's all they said and there is well because you can summon people that's what they meant and i thought that's what they meant but I was hoping it was going to be like, oh no, this is like Resident Evil Six. You know, there's the two of us. We can, we could go through this together and experience the pain. But would you be any interested in that being a, in a feature, or do you think, nah, it probably it's probably not necessary? But I, I for one, would just love that experience. This is the game to have done it in. To be honest, and like, I didn't know, you know, going into it, I knew I was going to play it unless it was a travesty, um, like with the pre-order. <laughs> And I read that it was um, open, like a multiplayer, and, and uh, that's it. And for some reason, I think I might have picked up on one comment somewhere, same as you. Thought, oh, and they are pushing it more. You know, it is going to be more yeah. standard multiplayer. So a mate of mine was like, oh, we'll do it. We'll... I mean, it's pretty much as it was, but maybe even less so. In that, me and my nephew played through Dark Demon Dark Souls three together, yeah. and because you know it works linear, uh, it's linear. And summon at the bonfire, you know, and then you're you're with that person until the the area boss is defeated. So essentially, you can go through it all. You beat the boss, and then you're done. With Elden Ring, it's the same concept, but obviously, so if you're in the open world, I don't, I don't we didn't try it. I've played it a couple of times, co-op with friends, and we did kind of just you know either take on a boss or was in an area that was very like kind of self-contained. So yeah, start together, clear it out, and then do it. It was great. If you're in the open world, you don't have access to your horse. You can't all fuck off in different directions. Yeah. You are, as you say, you still come in as a red phantom. You don't get any of the, you know, you do get some rewards for helping, but you don't, you would not get credit for beating the boss. No. Or just a summon. But no, it's very much kind of on the old school term. I think it'd be, because I got through one boss uh, with like a, a random summon, really technical boss. So, I don't know, you probably had it in Bloodborne. I never summoned in that. But it was nothing worse than when you summon someone in, they're a fucking part of shit. Yes. Roll around, they get killed. Yeah. You're like, fucking hell, yeah. what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time and my time doing that? It really fucking irks me. And so this boss was really difficult, but there was no, you could not, you, you, you had to learn the patterns and they were lots of patterns. It was fucking hard. And I summoned this bloke and it was amazing. Like, you know, just we teamed it, because you can't talk to them, can you? No. no chat it's just you've got to hope they know what they're doing and we did it and like at the end you can kind of do the little like uh gestures or use your d-pad to do like a little move you know, yeah yeah praise the sun and he just did that and disappeared i was like mate i just want to like message you and just say thank you so much we'd gone before i'd even like seen him and i was just like oh things like that i because there are, I don't want to spoil. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to say anything. But when you've played it, I'll tell you some of the, like 
one of the bosses I really enjoyed. Yeah. And it's something around like multiplayer. But anyway, yeah, so it, it's a lot of fun. And to have that option, I think that, that would make the game, this is the one to do. This, like, this open world, mm. if you could play multiplayer, would be fantastic. I just don't know how it would work because obviously, you know, jumping in and out, would, it, the, would you have to start and play the whole thing multiplayer? It could, I don't know how the mechanics of it would work. Yeah. There's so much to do. And level cap, obviously, is difficult because like when I was going in with my friends, I was so far ahead that it kind of just halved all my stats, you know, which is fine. But I don't know how things like that would work. So, the, but I'm sure they could figure it out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be do. up for it, mate. The, yeah, I think is... it'd be great. Because also, that's sorry, gone. No, go on, no, carry on. I was just gonna say, obviously, it's a way. It's always been there, the summons and yeah. things with all their games. It's it's a way to make it more accessible. You know, if you are stuck, having a help. Some enemies I know do get more like health. I don't think they become more aggressive as such. No. But so you know, they're you know balancing it all right. So yeah, I, I'd be. I personally would love it. Yeah. Good idea. To be fair, the, the summoning for other humans is a good system because I used that in Bloodborne a handful of times for certain bosses. And, and like you said, kind of that moment where someone comes in, they're an absolute ninja, and you just sort of get like a couple of shots in, they just slay them like in, in like 30 <laughs> seconds, and you're like, bloody hell. And you're relieved that it's done. Um, but also in, in Monster Hunter, that's very much what would happen in that. Like you'd have these like big, huge monsters. You'd fire out your SOS flare, and then people would just like randomly join. And the, 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 there's like a meme going: like, if someone from uh, using like Japanese text comes in, like a Japanese user comes in, they just isolate and kill the <laughs> the monster in like half the time. And it's you're always like thinking, yes, I've got one of those. So there's people that would go on at certain times because that's when the, the the Japanese servers were busier, just to try and hope they would get that help. So I do like that sort of situation because, like you said, you never you never speak to them again. They just sort of come, they help you, they bow, they yeah. go. And it's sort of like that little bond you had for that one session. That probably means nothing to them. They're probably thinking, well, fucking Pac-Man cunt just helped him out. Whereas you're like sitting there like, really great. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's probably like in Monster Hunter, I imagine, because I've played it briefly, like all the gear and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, you, you know, craft it off of what you've killed. But in, obviously in this, is, I love it because like someone will come into your world and you look at them, you look at their weapon, you look at their arm, and you're like, where the fuck have you been? Yeah. Like, you know, because it's like, I haven't seen any of that shit. Yeah. It's like, it just like, it really kind of, you think, Christ, like, what have you seen? What have you done to get all of that? What wars have you been through to, to end yeah. up looking that way? Oh, that's great. Well, look, thanks for that. I hope you, you enjoyed um, speaking about Elden Ring. It's um, it's doing very well. I'm glad you enjoyed all your time of it. And uh I'm sure we'll get you back on for for future podcasts and opinions and, and and game reports and whatnot. But a quick thank you to those of you that have made it to the end of this podcast. We appreciate your your support and those of you that are on the old Patreon. Special thank you to you guys for putting hand in pocket and uh, paying for a couple of beers. And uh, we do appreciate that as well, especially on hot days like this. So. Definitely the Dimp crew, although no one else has seen that money yet. It's still sort of sitting in that central account that, that only I have access to. But big plans for 2022, I say. Get this, get COVID under control. That might come out to bite me, actually, because like I said, this is going out in a few weeks. So it might have all changed since then. And then <laughs> F1's been cancelled. I'll be like, oh, for God's sake. But we appreciate your love, Connors, and support. We'll see you on the next episode of Idle Game Chat, but there's nothing more for us to say here, though, other than thanks for your time and ta-da.
This was a Dimp Digital production.